0: Hey, what's going on, sports fans? This your boy, Antoine Smith-Smith. Smithy Sports Machine, the podcast. Y'all know how to get down if y'all tuned in before. It's week two in the NFL, and if, anything, if it's anything like week one, it's going to be a roller coaster ride. A couple of upsets, a couple of blowouts you didn't expect. But uh, nonetheless, half the team got off to a 1-0 start. The other half got to play catch up in week two. There's a lot of key games, you know, for a lot of teams that are, you know, probably playoff bound that lost the first week. They have to bounce back in a major way because uh, in the NFL, you can't get behind. You get behind the eight balls, sometimes you get stuck. But I didn't give you all my game balls for week one. And one of them go to Russell Wilson, man. He completed 80% of his passes. Over 300 yards and four touchdowns against my hometown Falcons. No, I didn't like it, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, Seahawks, man, they could probably easily have the best team in the NFL that no one is talking about. So let's keep an eye on Seattle. Everybody's talking about Kansas City. Everybody talking about Philadelphia Eagles, Green Bay Packers, but the Seattle Seahawks playing in that tough division in the NFC West, Seahawks may be, you know, a sleeper team to take it all this year. But, you know, another game ball that I have, you know, for last week, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm saying that because with all the criticism that he's getting, you know, for, you know, sometimes not being a great teammate and, you know, the injuries has plagued him the last couple of seasons – 37 years old, I think uh, he still have at least three to four years left in the tank. And if he doesn't finish his career in Green Bay, I would love to see him on the contender and win another ring. And there's a couple of teams out there that I think they're just a quarterback away from, you know, taking that next step. But Aaron Rodgers get my other game ball for week one. But, week two. Let's get this thing rolling, man. Cleveland Browns at the I'm sorry, Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns on Thursday night football. The Browns, boy, they looked pretty sad last week against Baltimore. I expected them to lose, but not the way they did. People are giving, you know, Baker Mayfield a lot of slack, and rightfully so that he was the number one pick, and he hasn't played like that since his rookie year. He fell off a lot last year and this year under the new head coach, Mike Stefanski. Um, I think the Browns, you know, they will finally get it going. Kevin's defense, I'm sorry. Uh, They will get it going, I think, you know, against a Cincinnati Bengals team that played the Los Angeles Chargers very tough last week at home. But I think Cleveland's, you know, defense can help them out a little bit more. And especially with Geno Atkins, you know, we don't know if he's going to play or what. So I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns Thursday night football. The spread is six, but I'll give them ten. I'll go a little bit over. I'll take 27-17 Browns over the Bengals. Now, don't get me wrong. Baker Mayfield was the number one pick. But don't be surprised if the Browns are in the market for another quarterback in 2021. 27-17 Browns over the Bengals. And my player to watch for this game would probably be Odell Beckham Jr., been getting, you know, a lot of slack in the media for, you know, what happened with the women, and now, you know, him not getting the ball. And then possible trade rumors. So look for him to have probably an eight-catch game for over hundred yards and two touchdowns. I just think this is a coming out party with the Cleveland Browns. New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. This game right here, you know, it will, you know. two of the top young quarterbacks in the league. And I'm not talking about top tier, but I'm talking about young quarterbacks. Daniel Jones showed a lot of promise last year. And he played pretty well last year, but the Giants couldn't keep up with the Steelers because the Steelers' speed on defense was just too much. And I think the Chicago Bears are the same type team. I think their defense is too fast for the New York Giants. But I look for Saquon Barkley to have a very, very good game. Bears can play well against the run, but Saquon Barkley, I think um I think he can overmatch those Chicago Bears linebackers. The Bears barely pulled out a win in Detroit last week because of a DeAndre Swift drop pass in the end zone. And they could easily be on one as well. But I think they'll be defense will be too much with Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty to seventeen. The Bears over the Giants. Like I said, the Giants showed grit last week against the Steelers. Fell up short. I think the same thing happens here. My player to watch in this game for the Chicago Bears, I would have to say Tariq Coin because if it, if he doesn't get it going, I think the Bears offense doesn't get it going. This dude is a dual threat back. So sort of like um Edwards uh Hire from uh Hilaire from uh Kansas City same type skill set. So I think he would be key to the Bears winning this game. Vikings at Colts. The Vikings got blew out at home last week against Green Bay. As I said earlier with Aaron Rodgers, they could not stop him. And the Colts, they somehow fell on the road to the Jaguars in Jacksonville. And it's a must-win game for both teams because I expect both of these teams to be in the playoffs. Phillip Rivers might finally get it going against a. Young Vikings secondary, but the Vikings' pass rush is still one of the best. I can't wait to see what Phillip Rivers does in this game. Colts will be at home. Vikings will be on the road. I think that makes a difference. So I'm going to go Colts with the upset over the Vikings. I'll go Colts 34, the Vikings 24. I think Phillip Rivers can finally get... To know that 350 yard game four touchdown game we will see because Marlon Mack is hurt so that means they will probably put the load on Phillip River's shoulders and see what jo- Jonathan Taylor can do out the backfield Now we know he can catch because he had six catching for 67 yards last week so I think uh, that's a big thing for the Colts Falcons and Cowboys oh I forgot I'm sorry the spread for the Colts and Vikings is three. The Colts by three. Falcons and Cowboys. The Cowboys are playing a home opener after a tough loss in Los Angeles last week. It was a couple of blown calls in that game, but, you know, you can't use that for excuse when you have a running team like Dallas that has exceptional offensive you know, talent to only put up 17 points. The Rams, they were, you know, beaten at times last week. It was hard for them to start Aaron Donald, but I don't think that's an excuse. Atlanta's coming off a lopsided loss at home, which I hated because Matt Ryan had an awesome game. Most of his yards may have been, you know, coming, you know, garbage time yards, which is what I call it. But nonetheless, the Falcons had their chances, could not capitalize, and had a lot of questionable play calling. They cannot do that in Dallas this week because, as you know, Dallas will run the ball, run the ball, and on top of that, they will kill the clock. So the Falcons must counterpunch, run the ball also, and put up a lot of points. You know, and if they can't do that, they will get out to another on-two start, and Dan Quincy will get even hotter. But it's sad to say, but, I hate to say it, but I like the Cowboys. I think, uh, like I said, their running game, you know, was set up play action. And the Falcons' secondary did not look on point last week. And Dallas has some of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. So I'm going to go Dallas at home over the Falcons, 30-24. to 24. The spread for this game is 4.5 for Dallas. And I think they covered it. Detroit at Green Bay. Detroit, like I said, were one play away from starting off 1-0 while the Green Bay Packers went to Minnesota and pretty much dismounted the Vikings. Another NFC North game for the Packers. And to be honest, I think they looked like Super Bowl contender last week. Aaron Rodgers was back into the swing of things and they always play Detroit well at home. So I think the Green Bay Packers will cover that six point spread. And I'll take the Packers over the Lions 35 20. Adrian Peterson's still going, you know, almost 100 yards at 35 years old. The way he's looking, he can play till he's almost 40. And to be honest, I don't see this game going no different. I think he actually gets 100 yards this game. But like I said, I like the Packers at home over the Lions. Buffalo Bills at the Dolphins. This game is a five and a half point spread for the Bills. Miami Dolphins, oof, they look pretty awful in New England last week. And Buffalo, they seem like they're ready to take over You know the helmet in the division and against a Miami Dolphins team that's struggling with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback and the Bills blitzing, you know, fast defense, I think it'll be too much. The Dolphins are rebuilding, and to be honest, this should be a walk in the park, you know, for Buffalo. But AFC East games always are good. So I'm going to take the Bills in Miami 23-13 over the Dolphins. I think Josh Allen's player to watch. I think he has two touchdown passes and a touchdown run. I can see him throwing for 250 to 300 yards easily on that rebuilt Dolphins defense. 49ers at the Jets. Ooh, but it's going to be a good one. Seven point spread for the 49ers. 49ers get to see their old buddy Frank Gore. Le'Veon Bell is out, so Gore would take over help Sam Donald. Now the Jets still need, you know, wide receivers. And that is going to be a problem against the 49ers defense that is pretty stout up front. And if Sam Darnold can't find the check down receiver, I think the 49ers will run through this team pretty easily. The 49ers should be perfect to get back on track, you know, after a surprise loss to the Cardinals, which I said the NFC West is one of the toughest divisions in football. I think uh, the 49ers run game, you know, will pretty much help them get through this one. Because uh, George Kittle is hurt also. So the 49ers, you know, I don't see them starting 0-2. But the Jets, I do see them starting 0-2. This game will be pretty close to the end, but I still get the 49ers to win by two touchdowns. I'm going to go 27-13. Over the Jets. Jacksonville at Tennessee. The Jaguars have lost six consecutive games in Nashville. And to be honest, that game that they played last week against the Colts was great. But look at, you know, Phillip Rivers getting used to the offense. Uh, they had a rookie starting at running back. Uh, the defense, you know, on the back end took some hits last year. But at the same time, you got to think um, Gardner Mission may be the real thing because uh, Jacksonville, they lost every piece from that 2017 AFC Championship team and they're still trying to rebuild and on top of that, they're, you know, trading away their best pieces, which they've done over the last two years. But they still find a way to compete. So, The only thing that I think, you know, the Titans have to do in this game. Now, there's a nine-point spread by the Titans, which I think they will cover because I think Derrick Henry will pound and pound and pound until they pound him into submission. Y'all remember that 99-yard run a couple of years ago? Don't be surprised if you see another one in this one. I'm going to take the Titans easily in this one. I'll take the Titans 31-17 over the Jaguars and that that uh that win streak continuing I think it hit seven Rams at the Eagles Rams looked good beating the Cowboys last week but this is a tough spot the Eagles lost to Washington on the road gave up 20 consecutive points unanswered points and came out you know with a loss so this game will be extra dangerous for the Rams who have to travel all the way to the East Coast. Maybe a little jet lag, but think about it: the Eagles are always in the Super Bowl talk. This year won't be any different. And the Rams—they look good with Jared Goff last week, but Carson Wentz and their passing game of the Eagles. I think they find a way even with a makeshift offensive line. Now, the Rams have a chance because Aaron Donald, he will probably feast on those spots that where the Rams have all those injured players. Lane Johnson will be key, you know, to be a key loss to the Eagles on the right side. You know, they have a rookie starting over there, but, you know, we'll see because... For some reason, I, I, I'm i just not buying into Carson Wentz anymore. You know, they started out pretty well last week, 17-0. And then after they started, it seemed like he just fell off. To me, he's a bit overrated. But, you know, I think they still have enough on defense at home to take out the Rams. I'll take the Eagles at home 27-20 over the Rams. And the Rams are actually favored in this by one. Broncos and the Steelers. This game is also intriguing because the Broncos lost Von Miller for the year. And they're pretty banged up. And if you remember Bradley Chubb's injury, he still haven't recovered 100%. Now, Derek Locke played very well last week in their uh, week one matchup against Tennessee, which they fell short because of missed field goals. But the Broncos, you know, still, you know, have a good set defense, but Short week, you know, bad combination. Big Ben, you know, as I said, pulled it off against the James last week. And they're seven and a half point favorites in this one. But, you know, Steelers look like a Super Bowl contender on defense. I love what T.J. Watt, you know, does for that defense. He reminds me of that, you know, early 90s defense with, you know, one of those type players like a... Vaughn Kirkland or, you know, Greg Lloyd, Chad Brown, Kevin Green, those guys. If they didn't find another linebacker with a pair of him and Devin Bush, they would have that same type linebacker core, and they would be pretty dangerous to stop. Now, Big Ben is getting up in age and probably coming down towards the end. The only problem that I'm, you know, pretty worried about for the Steelers is can Big Ben hold up? And Ken Snell and Connor and James Connor carried the load for the Steelers. I love the Steelers in this game easily 30 to 15, 30 to 14 over the Broncos. I think they roll because, like I said, the injuries are stacking up for the Broncos. The Panthers and the Buccaneers is the last one o'clock game. Now Tom Brady did not look like Tom Brady that first week. As they got rolled in New Orleans, but you know, you got to get the Saints credit. You know, they did what they're supposed to do. They blitz when they're supposed to blitz. Played great coverage. And you seen Brady make the mistake that he doesn't usually make. Which means he needs to get it going. The Bucs will win this game, I think, because the Panthers, you know, they come from behind win by the Raiders last week. It probably struck them pretty hard, and we'll see can they bounce back. But against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady at home, I don't see that happening. I think Tom Brady and the Bucs run up the score, and I'll say 35-24 over the Panthers. Look for Tom Brady, you know, to have a 300-yard game and at least three touchdowns as a bounce-back victory. But those are my 1 o'clock games And I hope you love those spread points because if you're, you know, high roller, you know what to do with them. But when I come back, I'm going to give you all my take on the four o'clock games and the prime time games. Stay tuned. Yo, this is Will Walker from Will's Take on Sports on Spreaker.com. And you're listening to the best Durham Sports podcaster in the city of Atlanta, my boy, Smitty Smith and Smitty Sports Machine. Take care. I'll holler. Let's get into these four o'clock games. But before I do that, man, go ahead and check out my YouTube channel. As I give y'all my highest takes on some of the hottest topics out there in sports. Now a lot of them, you know, you might not agree with because I get a lot of comments, a lot of feedback. And for those who already have joined my YouTube, you know, channel, thank you for following me, always giving me great questions, great content. I appreciate it. But let's get to these four o'clock games, like I said first one I'm going with, you know, is Arizona and Washington. The Washington football team. That still sounds crazy. Now, this game, you know, they have the Cardinals six-and-a-half game spread. And I think, you know, it's just about right. Now, Washington surprised Philadelphia, as I said earlier. And that's mainly because Ron Ron Rivera put that defense in the right spot. People don't look at what they have on defense. They have one of the best front fours in the NFL, and they're still young. But Kyler Murray in Arizona, I've said this for a while. I love what Cliff Kingsbury is doing in Arizona. They have, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, who's probably in his last year. Uh, They got DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake. That is a formidable offense. So all they have to do now, is work on the other side of the ball. I think they have enough in this game because uh, Washington will be traveling to the desert. Dwayne Haskins is still young, even though he played great last week against Philadelphia in that comeback. But if they can come to Arizona and play defense like they did, they have a chance to win. But I think Arizona has too much fight power on offense. You got to remember Kyler Murray can get out the pocket and he can run. And that is pretty scary when you have De'Andre Hopkins to throw to. I'm going to take the Cardinals at home 24-14 over the Redskins. And my player to watch in this game, De'Andre Hopkins had 14 catches last week, 151 yards. I think he has another 10-catch game in this one for another, you know, 120 yards, 130 yards. And two touchdowns this week. I think he scores twice. So, I'm going 24-14 Cardinals over the over the Washington football team. See, that still sounds crazy. <clears throat> Let's go to Houston. Baltimore Ravens, Houston, Texas. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this game because we already know. You know, who's the mainstay for this game with Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. The main thing that I'm going to focus on in this game, can Houston slow down Baltimore Ravens run game? I say no because Houston has too many question marks on defense. The offensive line played horrible last week, and Baltimore is strong up front on their front seven. That is the difference in this game, and I think, you know, Baltimore runs over Houston in this game pretty easily. Look for Lamar Jackson to have another three-touchdown game. Maybe two passing, one rushing, but he will have a big game. I think the Ravens score 30 points again. I'm gonna go 34-17. Ravens over the Texas in Houston. So, listen. If you think Lamar, I'm sorry, if you think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have a walk in the park with the Ravens, trust me, think again. It's gonna be a nip and tuck run all the way, and I think it's gonna be a great matchup if they meet in the playoffs again. Speaking of the Chiefs. They travel out to the West Coast and play the Chargers. And they're an 8.5 point favorite. The Chargers look, you know, sluggish in their week one game. But that defense showed up when it had to. And that was, that is what this game will be. Offense versus defense. And Patrick Mahomes and that track team he has at wide receiver and that new young running back that I spoke of earlier. I think there will be too much for the Chargers without Derwin James. If they had Derwin James, I would probably, you know, think about picking the Chargers. They still have Nick Bosa and Melvin Ingram, who had great games last week. But Derwin James would be a deciding factor. So, that means, oh, and it's an AFC West game. These games are always close. You rarely see a blowout. So, I'm not going to take a blowout in this one. But I will take, she's 27-20 over... Chargers. Now Patrick Mahomes. Let's go to the Patriots and the Seahawks. Patriots impressed everybody with the Dolphins last week. As y'all seen Cal Newton, he still has a little left in the tank. 15 carries, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. And he threw the ball well also. But this week, go up to Seattle. Way bigger step in competition. You know, Russell Wilson, like I said, he showed an MVP form last week in Atlanta. And playing against the Patriots, you know, I think this is a key game for the Patriots. Cam Newton will probably play well in this game. But that Seahawks defense, like I said, they could be one of the most underrated and could be easily the best team in football if everything falls in place. I just think that Seattle will be way too much for New England this week. Patriots defense, it's okay, but it's not the Patriots defense of last year because of what they lost. So, I'm going to take, you know, Seahawks and the four-point spread, and I'll go Seahawks 30, Patriots 17, and I'm being nice, actually, because the Seahawks look, at this point, unstoppable. Let's go down to Las Vegas. Monday night football. Now, the Saints pretty much ran through the Buccaneers last Sunday. They have a six-point spread and a favorite. But let me tell you, the Raiders, they would not, you know, go down without a fight last week in Carolina. And that's what you will see out of John Gruden team. is fight. Now, Josh Jacobs probably meant one of the most underrated young backs in the league. Three touchdown runs last last week in Carolina. And Derek Carr, if Jacobs can keep running the ball like that, look for Derek Carr to become more efficient and more effective. Now, Drew Brees, maybe in this last season, you see him have, you know, a bounce back game last year. The Raiders, playing a game in that new stadium. Now, I'm going to take the upset here and listen to why I say this. The new Orleans Saints without Micah Thomas, they look pretty shady at, some, at points during the game against Tampa Bay last week. I think the Raiders will exploit that. I think Josh Jacobs go for 150 yards and three touchdowns. And I'm going to take the Raiders at home 35-31 over the Saints. That would be my upset special of the week. But, those are the 4 o'clock games, the primetime games. When I come back, I'll give y'all my final word. Stay tuned. What's going on it's your man Raphael haynes aka mr controversy did you miss me it's a must that you keep it locked here on the sports machine podcast my man smitty smitty yeah hey i'm back i got to um let y'all know right quick You know, it's something that, you know, I put on my YouTube channel, and I want y'all to go check it out, and it's about uh, Tat McKinley of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, don't get me wrong, I think he has, you know, talent to play in the NFL, but, you know, you have to start, you know, thinking about, you know, the choices that you make in the fans. In Atlanta, a lot of them have backed Tatt McKinley to the point where, you know, they've got into arguments and, you know, social media being blocked because of what they said. Now, I don't have a problem with, you know, players speaking their mind on social media and all that, but when you attack your fans, the one that had your back, seriously need to check your ego or your personality because at the end of the day players the fans pay your salary and when the fans pay your salary you should not have one bad thing to say now him saying you know showing fake love I don't know if he was talking to his teammates or he was talking to the fans but either way it was wrong and when you talk about fake love you know it's phoniness is what he was really saying. And you cannot, you know, call a fan phony. You cannot call your teammates phony. So, Tech McKinley, please stay off social media. If you have something negative to say in regards to someone else, stay off social media. It's okay to speak your mind. But you got to know what to say when they said, it, and especially when you're a on the field being a first-round pick, have not reflected that. And that's all I have to say. But I thank y'all for joining, you know, joining me for another episode of the Sports Machine, NFL Picks and Predictions. I'm going to start, you know, trying to do more podcasts with hot topics and my quick thoughts. And if y'all don't know Please follow me on YouTube. I'm over 1,500 subscribers now. Still trying to grow. And thank you if you have subscribed already. But if you haven't, please go subscribe. Please share. And trust me, leave your questions. If that question is worthy of a conversation, I will make a video out of it. But also check me out on sportsblog.com, Spitting Sports Machine. And Instagram and Antoine where I put all my thumbnails to my videos on Instagram. But that's another episode of Sports Machine Podcast. It's your boy Antoine Smithy Smithy Sports Machine. I will catch y'all on the flip side my good people. Peace. <laughs>